0: I'm gonna be able to take people by surprise still. Like now they expect it, so I've got to be sneakier.
2: <laughs> right. Um this is you voted for. They went for like Joe if I put a like they went for the rudest one.
0: Always. Standard. Most gory, most rude. I'm sure people would just love to see three options that say like something involving genitals. <laughs> yeah. Something involving a sex murder. Something involving The most gruesome crime you've ever heard of. Yeah. Like that's when we'll have a tie.
2: Well, the one that you went for, I I called it I'm coming. But it should have been it should have been That's rude even for you. It should have been I'm Cummings, really. Because he was called Doctor Cummings. Oh, I see. I'd I'd put capital C
0: so it was obvious. (laughs) <laughs> like, because everyone pays attention because to that 2 <laughs> if uh, you didn't realize <laughs> it was obvious <laughs> yeah.
2: so uh this it's not he wasn't the murderer it's this is the story of rory jack thompson and it was requested by laura on the facebook group so thank you very much to laura name check um so this is a story from tasmania so we are getting around the world now And this is from September 13th, 1983, where Dr. Royal Cummings, Royal for a first name. That's almost like I know there's a kid called Princess that lives in the local area. That would be a good name.
0: Royal. Maybe it's Royale. Did we have a friend who was going to name his kid Roman? Yeah. Roman Blue or something. Something like, yeah, Roman (laughs) Blue Tripod, I think.
2: Yeah, so um, Dr. Royal Cummings went to the Macquarie Point sewerage plant in Tasmania because they'd phoned the hospital. I don't know why they phoned the hospital, but not the police. But basically, or the police had phoned him. Basically, they'd found a finger in the sewer um, amongst all the excrement, I
0: imagine. (laughs) They're like, (laughs) we need to save it, quick. Yeah. Get a doctor. So...
2: Um, he took it back with him to the Royal Hobart Hospital
0: um, and he determined it was a right mi- middle finger. So That's a fun game to play. Like, guess what finger... Well, I say fun, but it's a game. <laughs> it's a game. Like when you play toe or finger, but you could just play guess the finger.
2: So that's like the the key swearing finger. Or masturbating.
0: No? Well... We know how you do it.
2: <laughs> what, are you index finger? I don't mean... <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so the next day, Dr. Cummings and Constable Cooper... Now, I couldn't find out enough information to see how they found out the address, but they did. So they visited a house in Hobart where they'd worked out that the finger came from. So uh, the police officer and the doctor walked through the house, uh, which was empty of people. And upstairs to the main bedroom. Now here they saw a large bloodstain and a piece of some sort of like skin or tissue. And it was later using a microscope that he determined that that was a lump of fat. Okay. Lovely. Um, there was more blood around the upstairs and around the bathroom door. And more pieces of fat and muscle just scattered around
0: the house. So for this thing, someone's obviously chopped up. At that point, they sort of chopped up a finger and flushed it. Yeah. So now it's like someone's clearly been trying to chop up a body into lots of little pieces. Yeah exactly but not really into cleaning
2: yeah (laughs) yeah um so in the back garden in the gully trap which is basically like a sort of basin that the waste from the house goes into before it goes into the sewer pipe there were bits of human tissue and large quantities of blood and when they started to clear it out which is the grimmest job i think the police constable did that one um Um, they broke it out and emptied it they found a heart they found lungs they found a liver and a uterus was found and when they looked at the uterus in detail it showed the woman had had children which basically shows you how fucked up your body gets after childbirth where you can look at yeah decapitated decapitated like a removed uterus and say this has been stretched
0: out yeah
2: um and uh, they could tell that she was still of childbearing age. That's
0: mad. Yeah. That's good medicine.
2: So they searched nearby in bushland as well, um, and they found a head. Oh. Um, And the head was found. This is a bloody mess. It's horrible.
0: Half of it in the toilet, half of it in the house, half of it just in the garden. Yeah, and then down the road. Oh, my God. In
2: bushland. So the head was missing the ears, Nose and lower jaw. Now, if there's anything worse than finding a human head, it's finding a human head with bits chopped off. Do you
0: think a dingo got it? I don't. Do they
2: have dingoes in Tasmania? Coyotes.
0: Dingo stole my baby.
2: Was that? I don't understand that story. Did it actually steal a baby?
0: I don't know.
2: <laughs> I did find out about the West Memphis uh, three, though, because I watched a documentary. <laughs> But well, ages i was like what is dedication
0: um <laughs> now like, i know welcome to the last 20 years <laughs> yeah welcome to true crime <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you enjoy it yeah it's really good which one did you watch
2: uh it's on netflix it was um yeah i don't know
0: west of memphis you need to watch paradise last all three of Oh them. yeah
2: it mentioned that in the the one i
0: watched yeah definitely you should watch those um so their skull
2: when they analyzed it uh, showed fractures caused by blows to the head and they were clearly caused before death so it didn't really take long to work out the culprit and this was rory jack thompson now he had planned this murder and it had long been a fantasy
0: of his he was was it a fantasy to make this much of a mess
2: well, he thought, I think he thought he was doing a good job of uh, getting rid of it because um, like, he'd practiced this what? whole scenario. This oh was his God. second go. So he, uh, he'd he been a well-respected scientist and researcher. So he was, you know, scientists have got to be a bit clean, aren't they? a bit tidy, a bit methodical. Um,
0: the good ones anyway Yeah, Uh,
2: he was originally from America but he'd uh, moved with his wife and children to Tasmania Um, and he had become quite violent towards his wife and she had ultimately fled with the children and settled about four kilometres away in the house which was where Dr. Cummings went to look around so basically he had planned her murder as a sort of retaliation for her leaving him. So he Eye for an eye. In his practice had bought a sheep carcass and he'd attempted to dispose of that to see if he could do it. So basically he'd bought a sheep carcass. How and big does is his wife?
0: <laughs> like... I don't
2: a sheep can get pretty big, Carlo. I guess. Um so he'd basically bought bought a sheep carcass and chopped it up and flushed bits of it and I guess, put bits of it in the garden and gone, yeah, seems to all check out, like, let's go for round two. So he set off to carry out his plan on the 10th of September, 1983. So what he did was, he put on a, do you remember those wraparound skirts? A sarong? No, like a, like a short, like a tie one, I think.
0: <laughs> Not a sarong. <laughs> What's the difference that it's shorter? I'm going to show you. Let me see. Lucy just showed me a picture of him. Turns out that's just a piece of clothing that is not in my head. (laughs) I'm surprised you've never seen one. It's definitely a 90s thing. Nope. I spent the 90s wearing leopard print leggings, which are coming back. I'm now old enough to say, oh, I remember this the first time. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. I keep saying to the kids, you all
2: look like you're out of Clueless. They were just rolling their eyes and going oh my god <laughs> so um so uh yeah so he put on a wraparound skirt he wore a wig and he made his way over to her house so obviously he didn't want to get
0: identified on the way and then I think this is the That's most so mad like I think you know if I saw like my dad wearing a wig and a skirt I'd be like dad why are you wearing a wig and a skirt <laughs> I don't think I'd be like there's no way I can identify him <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, so the the most horrifying part is he, he basically just stood in the garden in the dark till he could tell that she'd gone to sleep and all the lights were off. And then, um, which really freaks me out, because I always think it's really easy to get into my garden. I always think, what if someone was in there? Um, and then he broke into the house and she was asleep and he hit her over the head. Obviously, she woke up at this point. Were the kids there?
0: Do we know the, where
2: they were? I, I couldn't find anything about that. There wasn't a lot of detail about this, hence Slash and Dash, and obviously it's not British as well. But um, he did take the kids out the next day, so I assume that they were in the house because Ooh. where else would they have been unless they were at his his house? And he'd... Oh, it was his turn, I guess. Left them on their own. Mm. So he hit her over the head um, and then he strangled her to death. And then he set about using a hacksaw and he cut her body into 91 pieces. And then did a process of flushing some down the toilet. Um, Hence, they were in the sewage works. And then the rest he buried in bushland nearby or put, um, obviously, down the drains and things. Um, And obviously he thought that was a really... He didn't think of the sewage works. I guess you sort of don't. You think down the toilet it's disappeared forever. It's in the sea. But obviously...
0: Yeah, like no one's going to realise all these human body parts are showing up.
2: Yeah. So, the next day he took his children swimming. Um oh, so God, the- not in
0: the sea, hopefully. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so basically... Uh, it was really quick to find him because of this finger turning up in the sewage works and then like, I guess they could pin it down to the exact house or the, the neighbourhood. Um, but once the body was found, he was the obvious candidate and he was questioned and he confessed, he confessed to manslaughter instead of murder.
0: I didn't mean to chop her up into 91 <laughs> yeah. pieces. Well,
2: he said that he was mentally unstable and he was actually sent to a mental facility. Um, but in 1999, he attempted to escape the facility. But there were, I found a couple of sources, and both of them called it bizarre or foolish. Or basically, they were taking the piss out of this terrible escape att- attempt. Um, so he was uh, quite a keen gardener at the the mental health, what's it called, hospital, mm-hmm. and he had been given permission to work in the garden unsupervised. Um, so, I mean, they must have really wanted whatever he was growing <laughs> to be like, yeah, stay on your own. It's fine. So he basically walked out of the prison. He walked straight to an airport. Um, or he might have hitched, I don't know. But he used a credit card to buy a plane ticket. So immediately they had a credit card ticket bought in his name. They knew what flight. Did he was he going How does he still on.
0: have his own credit cards?
2: I guess they don't take them off you. What are you going to be buying? Unless you
0: could maybe use them in the talk shop. That's so weird but it could be like there's a case that I'm going to do in a couple of weeks about someone um who was committed to a mental institution and uh, there was at one time uh, this rule that if you could escape capture for 28 days then you were free <laughs> that, like squatters right well yeah like if you could prove that you were able to actually live on your own without being caught for that amount of time what? and actually you could be discharged Can,
2: not if you're a criminal then, well, just could just if you were just
0: from the mental institution
2: Oh, okay
0: it's really weird it's um, almost I'm, like a challenge then isn't it yeah i'm That's only halfway up. through researching that one so i don't know exactly how it ends up but it's not the case anymore but it definitely was that like, if you were walked out and then um, and then look, you lived and like satisfied, or you're not, basically yeah, not if you were sent as a criminal, if you like had to be uh, admitted by your family or by yourself, like it was voluntary, right? And then you just left, they couldn't, like, if you went, ran away for the day and they were like, oh, come back, then fine. But if you could evade capture for long enough, then they'd be like, well, I guess you're not mental anymore.
2: Yeah, I guess if you're clever enough to,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, that makes sense.
0: But interesting, but you think they'd be like, you need to do an exit interview, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um so
2: he bought this plane ticket on his credit card and was basically arrested in the air and by stuff on the plane and returned straight to the prison so he, he was away for like 90 minutes
0: i bet he had a lot of fun
2: <laughs> i doubt it was free booze it was surely he's like a short haul flight free. <laughs> yeah
0: free as a bird buying credit card! <laughs> yeah
2: so uh shortly after that he wrote a will uh basically i think he. He thought, well, there's no way I'm getting out now. Uh, transferred his money to his family members and he hanged himself in a cell. Um, and he did express some regret for the murder of his wife in That's his book. Some regret. <laughs> but
0: not enough. No.
2: So thank you, Laura, for recommending that. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, see you later.
0: Bye.
1: Hi, I'm Michael. Host of the Murder Mile True Crime Podcast, which was nominated as one of the best British true crime podcasts of 2018, is based on my five-star rated guided walk, and features more than 300 untold, unsolved and long-forgotten murders, all set within one square mile of London's West End. So if you love hearing about new cases for the first time, all cases through a fresh pair of ears, and classic cases with a twist. All researched using the original declassified police investigation files, written using first hand accounts, and recorded using authentic sounds from the murder location itself, then Murder Mile is just for you. Download the Murder Mile True Crime Podcast on iTunes, ACAST or your favorite podcast platform every Thursday. Thank you for listening and stay safe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.